Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deflet, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're so happy to be in your presence today with the Word of God. And we don't take this lightly, but we thank God that we have something to plant in your life, a seed that could take root to help you out throughout your life and even into eternity. There is a word for us today as we go through our life journey. We have to remember about the book of Joshua, the fifth chapter, and how Joshua was called by God to be the next succession after Moses to go into the promised land. And God wants to lead us into the promised land today. So many people are dealing with a whole lot of things in their lives. They're dealing with some situations. They feel like they're trapped in Egypt. But God wants to bring you to the promised land where you can have your freedom and enjoy your relationship with him. In the Bible, in Joshua the fifth chapter, the Bible tells us, starting at 13th verse, that it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him, and his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went up to him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? In verse number 14 it says, And he said, No, nay, but a captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What said my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In this passage of scripture, we see where Joshua uh, has been going through the wilderness for 40 years. They've been going around circles, going around Mount Sinai and the little places that they would stop and journey in the wilderness. And now they have crossed the Jordan River and they have entered into the promised land. And they have an obstacle in front of them called the city of Jericho. And Jericho had walls that were big enough where a chariot and a horses could turn and make a U-turn on top of them. And God was telling them to go conquer the city and overtake it. But yet they had been in the wilderness for 40 years. They were slaves in Egypt for 400 years, their ancestors before that. And now they have reached what God has promised them. And now God is saying, if you want it, you got to fight for it and stand strong. But I'll fight your battle, but you got to stand strong with me and let our relationship go into this battle together. And so he can see Jericho in his eyesight. And he sees this great place, this big place with fortified walls. Some historians say they had two city walls that encamped around the city. 
And he's wondering, how am I going to overcome this? How can I overcome? How can I make a change? How can I do what God has told me to do? But while he's looking at Jericho, he sees the Lord of hosts of the Lord's army. A precarnated Jesus Christ comes between him and Jericho. And he's standing there with a sword in his hand. And Joshua asks the question when he sees him, says, are you for us or are you for our adversaries, the enemies? Sometimes we have to ask God that and we feel like God has left us all alone. And we have to ask God and say, God, are you for me or are you for my enemies? Because sometimes it looks like the enemy may be winning. And God lets Joshua know that it's not about what side God is on? The question is, are you on God's side? Joshua asked that um, angel of the Lord of hosts, said, are you for us or are you for our adversaries, the enemy? And the angel in um, the Lord of hosts said in verse number 14, he said, nay, meaning no. He answered a yes and no question with a no and said, but as the captain of the host of the Lord, I am come now. In other words, he's coming on, on behalf of the Lord. That should help us today. Whatever you're going through, whatever situation, whatever battle you are in right now, and whatever battle you may face in the future, remember, are you on God's side? That makes a difference. It's not about if God's on your side on your enemy's side, but when you line your life up with God's word, then you get on his side, and whatever side God is on, that's the side that's going to prevail. And so Joshua saw this, and he, once he realized what the Lord of hosts had told him, he fell on his feet and began to worship God. See, when we go through battles in our life, we don't have to fight Make sure you're praying, fasting, reading your word. Stand humble, letting God fight your battle, but keep your spiritual warfare on, your helmet of salvation, your, your shield of faith, your breastplate of righteousness, and uh, having your belt gone with the truth and walking in the truth and doing what God told you to do and keep your sword ready to fight, which is the word of God. The more words you got in you, the more words you got to give out when the enemy comes against you. Joshua began to worship. And that's all that God is asking for you right to do right now in the midst of your storm. You might have a sickness or taking care of a loved one that uh, may be bedridden and you have children that you haven't seen in years, but just begin to worship God. Praise him in the midst of your storm and let him fight your battle. Stay on his side because his side is going to prevail. So Joshua fell at his feet in worship and he said to his servant, the captain of the Lord's host said, take off your shoes for the place you stand is holy ground. When he worshiped, he entered the presence of God. And when you're in the presence of God, your shoes and during that time were the dirtiest part of your body. Uh, we remember when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. 
before he gave the Lord's Supper. In that time, they wore sandals and there was no pavement and it was in a desert region where dust was always flying and your feet were caked up with dirt and soil. So they took their shoes off to go into a holy place. And when you come into God's presence and worship him, you have to enter into his courts with praise and thanksgiving and leave all the foolishness behind. Leave all the upsets of life and all the things that we pick up along the way and come into God's place with a mind to worship in spirit and serve him in spirit and in truth. But before Joshua got to chapter 5, verse number 13 through 15, where he could see Jericho walls in front of him, the obstacle that he had difficulty trying to overcome, the trouble in his life that he couldn't fight on his own, and the Lord of hosts came and stood between him with a sword in his hand saying, I'll go fight the battle. You just worship and serve me. The first thing they had to do was in verse number one, when they crossed the Jordan River, they had to make their mind up not to go back into the wilderness. When you cross over and begin to walk with God, you can't turn around. Don't give up the plow too easy. When trouble comes into your life, don't leave God. That's the time you need to grow stronger and pray stronger and hold on to him even more tighter. Get into God's word. You have to make up your mind once you cross over to loving Jesus, you can't go back. The second thing found in verse number two and eight of chapter five, they had to circumcise themselves. It had been 40 years since they circumcised themselves the first time. And many of them had died off and now there was a new generation of men that could fight in battle. And God said you had to be circumcised. So after 40 years of not doing what God said do, they circumcised the men of war age. And then they had to heal. After you circumcise your heart, in the Old Testament they circumcised physical means. But in the New Testament, now we circumcise our heart from sin. We step away from it. We cut away what's not good for us. And it's going to hurt the same way circumcision hurt in the Old Testament. It hurts in this life because we have to cut away some things that we're used to. Circumcising our heart from the trouble in this world. Then they found forgiveness after they circumcised because the Bible says God took away the reproach of Israel. So in other words, he forgave them when they began to do what he had told them to do. Obedience is better than sacrifice. God would rather you follow his word and do what he says than to sacrifice all that you have. In verse number 10, they celebrated the Passover. They got back close to what God had told them. They were working on their relationship. It had been 40 years since they stepped out of Egypt and they had not celebrated the Passover feast, getting their freedom out of slavery, out of Egypt for 40 years. And the moment they did that, the manna from heaven stopped. But then they began to eat 
of the produce of the land. God wants to bless you, not only from the heavens, but he wants you to increase your territory here on this world. They begin to eat of what they had grown and worked for once they celebrated the Passover. God wants to enlarge your territory. He wants you to have that business, have a successful life. He wants to give you everything that your heart desires. And after they began to eat of the land, they encountered God between their life and Jericho. God wants to step in between your fiery furnace and you. He wants to step into the lion's den with you. Whatever you're going through, he wants to handle it for you right now. God is always working. He's always moving. He's always doing something. And he wants to do it in your life too. He wants to work in your life if you'll only let him. I'm going to say a prayer today. And I hope that if you believe by faith that you'll say this prayer along with me. If you believe, the Bible says all you have to do is just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you shall be saved. I'm going to say a prayer right now. If you believe by faith, I want you to say this prayer along with me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. I repent of everything I did, not of you, knowing and unknowing. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he gave the Lord's Supper and died on the cross of Calvary the next day. He stayed in the borrowed tomb for three days, but early that Sunday morning, got up with all power in his hand, I believe. Wash me. Cleanse me, create in me a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me, Lord. Let me be part of the holy family of God to live forever in your presence. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. We love you and kneeling. We're praying for you. Remember, keep a smile on your face. For that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed.